You are now listening to Raise the W, recorded at the School of Communication inside the Hickey Audio Lab on the beautiful campus of Western Michigan University. Come aboard and hear the people, stories, and impact of Western Michigan University. Here's your host, Tim Tarantine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Raise the W, the podcast where we explore all things amazing with Western Michigan University. I'm your host, Tim Tarantine. So glad to be with all of you today, and I'm super geeked. Because we have students in the house. These two are not just students. They are extra special human beings. Jeannie Elam and Carly Baldwin are here, and they are the co-chairs of an outstanding student effort on this campus called Drive Safe Kalamazoo. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's, let's get to know you all first, though, because you're quite the two characters. Oh, yes. Uh, Carly, we're going to start with you. I'm going to throw you the ball <laughs> <Mine's> first. Mine's easy. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? Uh, in Matawan. So in not Matawan. too far from Kalamazoo, maybe like a 30, 20-minute drive, depending on how fast Well, you drive slow because I get there in about 15. But That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you didn't want to tell everybody that you drive fast? <laughs> okay, so Carly, you, you are 15 years old. You're a sophomore. You're at Matawan High School doing your thing. You start to think about going to college. Why Western? Um, actually, a lot of my family went to Western, so I got the Legacy Scholarship or part awesome. of that for, yeah, the first year. And then, um, well, at the time, Western seemed like the best option because it is close to my family, and yeah. um, I'm going into teaching, and Western has a pretty good teaching program. Awesome. Yeah. So what year are you now? Going into my fourth year. Woohoo. This is not my last. <laughs> hey, I was a super duper, super duper senior. It's okay. It yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> we got another one we'll be talking to in a second. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So you, you're a fourth year student mm-hmm. going into teaching. And Spanish. And Spanish. Yeah. Why that? Um, I really enjoyed Spanish in high school, actually. And it was just going to be a minor just honestly because I like Spanish so much I was like I'll just take some classes and get a minor Uh, and then one of the people in the Spanish department said if you go on this study abroad then you'll only have to take Mm. these many classes and then you'll have a major and I was like okay let's do it where'd you go for study abroad um, I went to Ecuador awesome yes it was very fun we're gonna have to talk about that on another podcast episode we're talking about Mm -hmm. We'll talk about study abroad. Nice. Will you come back if I have yeah. some students oh, talking about that? Oh, 100%. Awesome. Thanks for being on today. Yeah. Let's move to your partner in crime over here, Miss <laughs> oh, no. Jeannie Elam. Uh, <laughs> Jeannie, what's up? Nothing much. How's Are you all right? Oh, I'm fabulous. She, you, Jeannie's an employee at Development and Alumni Relations. Now, you bet. Uh, Jeannie, you had a great experience uh, at Western so far, but before that, Mm-hmm. You were making decisions about college or even maybe even dreaming about college. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about how you came up? Uh, Yeah. So uh, throughout high school, um, I attended five high schools. So yeah. lots of schooling there. Um, I wasn't really thinking about college. I didn't think I would have the support, financial support for it. And then I applied to Western, got in and never even visited the campus just knew it was the place for me. Wow. And then somebody brought up the CETA scholarship program, yeah. um, which is a scholarship program for foster youth. 
and within that I applied for that as well and so I have five years plus tuition um, (laughs) because some of us are a little experienced here sure Um, sure so yeah I've been at Western going into my sixth year uh, majoring in organizational communication and minoring in event management so yeah kind of came here just led me the way I don't know (laughs) I tell you, um, for our listening audience's purposes, both of these young ladies have been outstanding volunteers. They have stepped up any time we asked in our office, and uh, I am amazed uh, at Jeannie's strength and her perseverance. I've watched her grow in my 11 months here. You should all be proud of the kind of students we have at Western. We've got two great ones right here with me. So uh, enough about y'all. I love you. But we all want to talk about Drive Safe Kalamazoo. We want to talk about it, too. Well, let's talk about it. Co-chairs, for, tell me, uh, let's start, let's stay there with Eugene. Why Why Drive Safe Kalamazoo? Why does that exist? What is it about? And then, Carly, I want to talk to you about uh, the realities of, of the need for it. Okay, so Jeannie, tell me what, and Carly's going to tell us why. Yeah, so Drive Safe Kalamazoo um, is a safe ride program that started back in 2002 as a group class project. Yeah. And in 2003, they had their first night of operations on September 18th, and they gave 52 rides. The whole reason why they wanted to do it was to decrease drunk driving. They actually got the original idea from Texas A&M Carpool. Shout out to them. Um, And so they loved the idea so much, they just kept going with it, and so we've been here ever since 2003 uh so basically what we are here to do is have safe rides for wmu students and their guests so say that students are out on thursday friday or saturday night between the hours of 11 p.m and 3 a.m they can call our hotline number and get a free safe ride home no judgment um it's all wmu students so you don't have to worry about some random person taking you home at night so, yeah, that's basically wow. what we do. Wow, and student IDs are involved in that. Yeah, we make sure everyone is a student, so they can't just hop in our car and be like, yeah, I'm totally a student. So, funny thing, uh, when I was here as a student, in my undergraduate experience, I was a senior when Drive Safe Kalamazoo was put together. Hey. Ooh. I was. I remember it. I remember what happened. There were students in my class who were part of that inaugural group, and I remember the conversation because back then... Uh, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast, but we were known by a different name than Western. Mm-hmm. I think so. We had a different letter. <laughs> we traded out the E yeah, for yes. a letter more at the beginning of the alphabet. We're, we're growing. Yeah. We're growing. So tell if that was an issue. I mean, we were we had fun in college, right? That's part of what you do is growing up yes. is having fun. But um, tell me what is the what is the real problem today? I, are students really need safe rides today? I mean, is it? Are we still partying? So I so a lot of what people do think DSK is for is just for the people who go out and party. But honestly, if I mean, there are people who don't have vehicles and they work uh, at like Meyer, and so sure. they'll take the city bus to Meyer, work until the city bus stops running, and then have no way to come home because it's one and two in the morning and. Nobody wants to wake up at two to go pick up their friend at Meyer and take them back home. Mm. So now we've progressed from this drunk driving yeah, to keeping people from killing themselves. Yeah, to, yeah, to kind of helping people overall on this general spectrum of if you need a ride and you're a Western student, we're happy to help you out. Um, and I think now it's 
like what we're trying to do this year is make it a more community thing like you should want to take DSK because those are students that you're going to school with and you get to meet students um you can't come out on campus because that breaks our confidentiality rule but you can meet people that night and you know if they're having a bad night then you ask like do you want to talk about it and you get to know some of your fellow broncos a little more or if they have a great night then you celebrate with them and you're like yeah we love western and it's great to have parties at western it's great to know that you do have a safe ride home if Mm. there's nobody else that you feel comfortable calling or you know if you just don't want to pay for an uber i was just gonna say you were uber before uber right Yeah. yeah and we're totally free however we do accept tips Yes. So let, let's talk about the money, though, ladies. Don't Let's not bury the headline. Right? <laughs> yeah, all right. We got people listening who might be able to help. Yeah. So what is the business model? You have volunteer students mm-hmm. who are giving up their time between probably, what, 10 and 4 a.m. is what's realistic? Roughly, yeah. And then how do you train? I mean, what, are there training for that? And what are, the, are there costs associated? Gene, tell me, like, what what's the business model? Jean E. I call her Jean all the time, and she looks at me like I'm two foot tall, but I don't want to add the IE. I like a Jean. All I'm right. joking. Go ahead. I'll let it slide. Let it slide. But te- for real, tell us, what what is the business model? Um, so basically, we are a nonprofit organization, so we do accept tips on nights of operations. Um, like Carly said, we do take students home. Uh, that's our only use so students can go from off campus to on campus but they can't take us on campus to off campus Um, but we get most of our funding from WSA allocations Mm -hmm. and they are really great they help um, us cover the cost of renting the cars and oh these are rented cars yes Mm -hmm. we have a relationship with Hertz well WMU has a um, relationship with Hertz so we also follow through on that and so we use WSA allocations to rent our cars and then tips that are donated throughout the night of operations we use for our phone bill. We use them for office supplies. We use them to get food for our volunteers. Basically anything that can help DSK and yes. yeah, and gas money as well. Mm-hmm. Anything that can help us inside for operations and outside of operations, that's what we use that those tips for. Carly, what would you add? Anything about the business model itself? Or, um, or, and if you can't add that, I'd love for you to answer the question of how can this audience listening, mm-hmm. uh, how can we help? Yeah, well, I think another thing that is comforting for students uh, to know is that they, if they don't have a driver's license, we do have places that they can volunteer inside so that they're not um, driving. You obviously need a license to drive a car on a road. It's the law. Yeah. Um, but you could also, we have other positions, so you could be the navigator in the car. Um, and then it's nice to know while you're in that car that if anything does happen, you are on Western's insurance, so you wouldn't have to worry about the damage uh, oh, cost yeah. of the car. Mm-hmm. However, if you get a ticket, that is your fault. You were driving. So you yeah. owe, so you still owe the money if you get a ticket. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Western's not going to pay that, and neither are we. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then... Um, what was your other question? Like what, what can people actually do to help? Like what oh, do you yeah. need 
from Bronco Nation. Yeah, Because this is an admirable thing you're doing, and I think people want to help. Just tell us what to do. Right. Well, we are on a bunch of social media websites like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Is that mm-hmm. at Drive Safe Kalamazoo, the whole Drive, thing? Or? Drive Safe KZU. Um, and also something that's really unique about our organization is that we are 100% volunteers. So no one is paid on our board. Um, we're actually the only safe ride program, university safe ride program that has lasted this long and without pay. So none of the e-boards get what paid. None of the volunteers wow. get paid. We train about 400 plus students every semester to come in and work for our organization, whether it be volunteer hours or probationary hours, we accept anyone. So how many cars a night are out for Uh, DSK? Yeah, so... Like on an average weekend. So every weekend I rent the cars from Hertz. Um, Last, well, in the past it's been four cars for Thursday, and then on Friday we pick up two vans and we use all six cars for Friday and Saturday. But this year, uh, I think that what's going to end up happening is on Thursday we get three cars and one van, and then on Friday we get two vans still. So then, because lots of people do like to go out with a group of people, and if we only have three seats, it's like, okay, well, we're all going to Valley One, so... I guess we'll split up our group. Right. Um, so it's going to be a lot easier for us as volunteers and for the people who we are taking home um, so that everybody just stays together. How many students did you serve last year? Wow. Total. That's a good one. How we just wow. hit 90,000. Yeah. But so we almost had well, That's 2, since 000. the program began? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We the last... Wow. Did you do semesters? Did you yes, do the year? we did. We gave over 2,000 safe rides to WMU students the, in um, year 16, 17. Yes, and then wow. we hit our goal. Well, we hit our goal of 92,000 uh, total rides. So that's up since 2003. We need to we need to have one huge celebration when you hit 100,000 rides. Well, our birthday is coming up. Yeah, we have Safe Rides Week, which is the week of the 18th. Of so August? Of September. Of September, August. Yes, so the Safe Rides Week will be out by the flagpoles, promoting um, DSK. If anything, I would say we just need um, assistance and sponsorship and volunteers. Uh, yeah. You've you've heard it, folks. Uh, this program is outstanding, and it has saved many lives, lives we don't even know about. It has helped provide safety and community for many students we who are suffering in silence. And these two young ladies and many other students are out front. So my ask to our listening audience, if you have an opportunity, go to mywmu.com slash raise the W. And if you can, please, ma'am, please, sir, let's help our students help each other. This group of young people are doing this. There's been 92,000 students who have had a safe ride because of an entire volunteer workforce. I think that's something we need to continue to encourage and elevate. Ladies, uh, what is Drive Safe uh, going to do this coming year that's different? Or are you just going to get bigger? Um, well, we've actually talked about that a lot because mm-hmm. last year we didn't promote DSK, I think, as much as we could have. So this year what we really want to do is be out by the flagpoles more often. You'll definitely see DSK and chalk on the sidewalk. Um, nice. Yeah, we do want to talk with the um, – police in Kalamazoo and on campus just so that they know that if there are people um, 
that they see out and about uh, maybe at night on the weekend that they can say, hey, do you know about this? Do you know about DSK? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then also just... Uh, we'll be, we're going to be reaching out to bars in the local area as well, so that way if any WMU students need safe rides home, we really are pushing for community engagement this year sure. and expanding our network um, with DSK. I love it. Well, if there's anything we can do to help you, we're here to help you. Thank you, both of you, for all of your hard work and helping other students and for being outstanding Broncos. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Folks, again, if you want to check out what's going on with Drive Safe Kalamazoo, go to mywmu.com slash raise the W. You can learn about Carly and Jeannie and all the cool stuff they're doing with this great organization. Wherever you go, whatever you're doing, whoever you're talking to, make sure you tell them about Western Michigan University. When you do that, you can help us all raise the W. 